Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Welcome to the Rivers Podcast. That's the open right there. Are you saying that, Cody? Well, good, because I am the host of the Real Flicks Podcast. All right, as host of the Real Flicks Podcast, go right ahead. Kick off the show, my dude. Fuck. Uh, anxiety. <laughs> no, okay, today we're going to do a hangout. Um, if, you, if, if you're joining us for the first time, you don't know what, a, what we do when we hang out. We just we talk. We're just... We're here to hang out and talk. We're not specifically about movies, but probably about movies because that's who we are. I thought you were going to say if we're happy and you know, clap your hands. What? Why would he say know. that? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Because he, he said if like six times, and I thought that's the way he was going, and then he did a, did a flip, turned around. Hey, Josh, could you give us the room real quick, just for a second? <laughs> sure, I'll go in the other room and play okay. with my toys. Thanks. Hey, Cody? He's got to go, right? He's got to go. I I mean, it's probably too late for Tim because he's, you know, in Arkansas doing whatever he does, but... Entrenched. Entrenched. He's dug in deep into the local organized crime scene like a tick. Uh, Can I come back in now? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. Are you talking about me? No. No, Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. Good. Good. What's the first topic, Cody? Huh? Right. I'm gonna throw that over to my good pal Mason. Mason, <laughs> what's what do you got going on this week? What do you want to talk about? Well, since it's in the news and since we were texting about it a little bit, uh, Trump. I've, yes, Trump. Cute or like really cute? Really cute. Really cute. fat. He yeah, is pretty fat. You know, one one thing I noticed in conservative memes is that in almost every single one of them. They like shed off sixty to seventy-five pounds of Trump immediately. It's very Ow. weird and it's disconcerting. Like he's, you know, it's not rude. Out of I think to point out that he's like heavily overweight. That's just a fact. So is. is Taft. Yeah, but like his people are. But he was funny. You don't know that. But Donnie's people are like making him out to be this Schwarzenegger like action star. I was like, no, he's a seventy-two-year-old overweight man. That's not stop. Just. Accept it. Who cares? Yes, know. but Mason, what was your uh, topic that you came up with for this hangout? Well, Josh kind of did, but I realized we should probably talk about it on the show instead of a text yeah. thread. But uh, the state of Movie Pass and subscription services—we've uh, had some okay. developments in the last couple of weeks. I mean, the first kind of domino to fall was Cinemark's pathetic attempt at a Movie Pass light, where you get to pay ten dollars a month and you can see one free movie. I think for the whole um, month. That, so you pay basically for a movie ticket that you already that's already ten dollars. Yeah, but then you get twenty percent off concessions. I don't know. It sucked. So, but that's dumb. For a while, like it was a kind of a butt of a joke, and everybody's like, "Ah, look at how stupid Cinemark is." And then movie pass. They'll probably change it. I mean, I think they have already. I'm not sure though. Um, the movie pass kind of kept going along, and I'm sure now we're so, we just got our first big chain. Uh, uh, with an actual legitimate uh, service. AMC just announced uh, AMC A-List, which um, I will... Let's see. Uh, it's through AMC Stubbs. I'll just kind of read it out a little yeah. bit. So their Sounds policy... Great. Their policy is that their newest and best tier in AMC Stubbs loyalty. See up to three movies every week, including 
formats such as IMAX, and Dolby Cinema, Prime at AMC, 3D, D-Box. I don't know what a couple of those are, but I'm assuming it's Prime at AMC. It's like super nice seats. It's RPX. Basically, I think so. Hmm. But it's well, three movies a week, nineteen ninety five a month plus tax. So, um, now I guess the the last sort of, you know, I guess to use my earlier domino to fall is Regal because at least where Cody and I are from, Regal is like the, um, it's like the chain, uh, at least in terms yeah, of New York. Yes, same here. Okay, so I'm sort of waiting for Regal's idea to kind of. Um, to just give me as a consumer the best idea of what uh, what's going to happen, what's going on. But I still, I think, still, even if I did have an AMC down the street or five minutes away, I think I would still hold with Movie Pass for right now, mostly because I did the yearly subscription, so my um, rates or anything just will not change until like the end of November. So I'm just kind of milking it dry until then. Um, but what about you guys? Are you tempted by this AMC thing? Do you think it's oh, absolutely not to make it better? No, Cody. Why? Why not? Because I live two hours away from my nearest uh, AMC. I have no idea where the closest one is. Actually, I hope it's not Binghamton, but it's just it's not worth the drive there. And Movie Pass works, and like little independent theaters too. So it's a better a better deal for me to keep that. Fuck AMC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm in a big city and things are, you can go to places pretty easily uh, and get to theaters, I would probably say AMC, this is a good investment, especially when you consider uh, the IMAX and 3D aspect of it. I mean, because granted, I'm a person that 3D, I'm fine with it. It doesn't ruin or it doesn't really make a movie, and my eyes are fine, so. I don't really care, but uh, this AMC does give you, the bonuses are that it gives you a lot more options, so if you can't make the 7 o'clock standard, it's not like, okay, well, I can't make the 7 o'clock standard, so I can't Gotta see wait this. Till nine. You can say, oh, I can't make the 7 o'clock standard, but there's a 730 3D or an 8 o'clock IMAX, so like, there's more there's more options for um, as far as scheduling going to the movies is, and even if you see 3 standard definition, um, you're I mean, three a week. See, that's what's tough for me because three a week, having it a three a week at nineteen ninety five, what is it a month? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's not that's not bad. I mean, that's two movies, and usually two is like unless it's Oscar season, two movies is kind of where I max out for a week. Um, it's, that's usually all that interests me. But um, I definitely think it's a step forward. Um, and I don't know if if this is the end result of Movie Pass that it kind of pushes chains like AMC and Regal to adapting a new strategy um, and their own versions of this. Who knows how long it'll last if Movie Pass dies out? Uh, I guess it remains to be seen. But I, I think the competition makes it stronger. Josh, what do you think? Yeah. So when I saw this, I immediately was upset that I don't have an AMC near me because my nearest one is, I think, an hour away. Or something like that mm. um but yeah my i mean you know, i only have i have like one local theater that's like 25 minutes away it's a regal so i'm waiting on something like this for regal um because i know they're gonna do it because for two reasons one because 
if this, I think they're just going to wait and see how this thing does, which is probably going to do pretty well. Um, and once it starts doing well, they'll announce their thing. And also because I don't remember the name of the company, but apparently the, the they're owned by an, another company or merged with another company or something that does this in um, Europe. They've already had subscription services like throughout there. Um, so it's not like a new concept to them. They've just been holding out here because that's how they make their money. Yeah. So, too. yeah. So, um, I think it'll happen with Regal. It's just kind of a matter of how long. Um, but yeah, I'm all for, I think the service for AMC sounds awesome. I mean, it's at least how much per, it's like a certain percent of, um, concessions, right? Yeah, that's true. That too. Yeah. And that's really um, so what they're driving people towards. You know, movie tickets yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that, that, yeah. is, that does make up a significant portion of the, of the, the equation, really. But yeah. concessions is kind of where you make, as an individual theater, your money and, and get to be profitable or more profitable. Because um, essentially what it is, it's there, in a way, kind of footing the bill for your movie tickets mm-hmm. and giving, letting you then have the opportunity to buy more food but even then still like if it's 19.99 a month or yeah it's like if it's 19 bucks a month yeah but then they're still making that money yeah but if somebody signs up for that it doesn't they definitely have incentive to go to the movies three times a week but you know if you can't make it or whatever that's that's like a dead week and then that's what they're that's what they're counting on exactly they're counting on people like you know my dad who would get it and then go like once a month or once every other month yeah you know, um, like, I mean, it's essentially 12. I, I don't I don't think I've seen a movie more than twice in a week ever. Um, Me two so movies I was, a I, week or a movie two times? A movie or uh, two movies a week. Right. Unless it's like opening weekend of like Star Wars or something. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like I think the the way it's uh, mapped out is great. I mean, it's three movies a week. That's perfectly normal and you can see more a movie more than once you can see if you want you can see the same movie 12 times so, oh really with this you can go see yeah you can see you can see the same movie as many times as you want okay. i mean that's smart that's a better idea than and ended um and uh, and like you said it has like the imax and uh dbox and all that other crap so i mean it's to me it sounds like a, another too good to be true deal i mean it's yeah it's ten dollars more a month than movie pass but it's a better deal it's more secu- it's like more like secure because it's with a legit company rather than yeah. this kind of no name that came out of nowhere and, the and reason, i think the reason that this took so long too and the reason that i'm co- i'm sort of optimistic about uh a list is that uh they've just been they spent a lot more time working yeah. on it like they i like, think it's they didn't been, just jump out the next week like cinemark did and say okay we need to get this out right now but like they took time to i'm sure crunch the numbers and drop the legal work like they have they're not they didn't just pick Three movies a week, any format, nineteen ninety five at random. Like they, there's some hard analytics behind that, saying this at yeah. this point is, you know, nineteen ninety five, not a penny more, not a penny less, is exactly where we need to be for this thing to either pay for itself and build us a better reputation with our customers, yeah. or and we can kind of take it could advantage go down, of people depending on how well it does. Yeah, that's true. Or it could go up depending. It on could how go well up. It, does. it could Who go knows? up. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, I just it's. I think it's just it's a sign that this both. I don't know about the, the studios have anything to do with it. I think it's probably more the theater chains. But it's a sign that like they're they're finally getting it. Like mm-hmm. the solution is not to charge another dollar more for tickets and another fifty cents more for popcorn or soda. It's to get more people in. 
to have more opportunity to buy more stuff. So yeah. I'm glad it's, it seems like they're finally understand the problem and they're fixing the right problem rather than the wrong problem. So, right. And, um, just kind of an update on, uh, on movie pass. They kind of took some flack, whether it's warranted or not warranted, uh, what their changes we, we can get again. Into yeah. Later. yeah. So what they're Jesus doing Christ. basically, um, this is from quartz.com. I guess that's a tech website. Uh, the movie ticket subscription service. Yeah. But that's in like, movie pass speak i want to hear what like a tech reporter has to how they frame it i find those are a lot more uh interesting to read um so movie pass is going to charge subscribers two dollars or more to see titles that the app decides are very popular with its members starting in july uh they were vague on the details at certain times for certain films this is mitch Lowe speaking at certain times for certain films on opening weekend there could be additional charge for films calling uh the forthcoming policy high demand pricing but if you've paid for a year's subscription to MoviePass up front, don't worry, which I did. Haha. <laughs> Lowe said these subscribers will not be subjected to the new pricing policy. Um, so maybe just because I... Um, and also MoviePass is going to be rolling out some previously announced features, uh, like the option option to upgrade to premium movie formats, such as 3D and IMAX, or bringing a friend to the movies. They're going to come in in August. This new high-demand pricing is going to jump up in uh, in July. So... I guess do they know how much more it's going to cost to see an IMAX? Oh, for that, uh, I do not know, but I would imagine, you know. And what about the surge pricing for like high demand? Yeah, let's like dollars. Let's start. Like, with, what does it mean? You're going to have to pay more. Like, no, like you go yeah, to the like. Let's start with surge pricing. So, um, trying to think, what's the next? I don't. Maybe this isn't the next big release, but like, let's say when Fantastic Beasts two come out, or Fantastic Beasts: Crimes of Grindelwald comes out, and I go to the movie on Thursday night. They even though, actually, I might be close to it by then. But um, if I just have a monthly, you know, month to month subscription, because it's a high demand uh, movie and a high demand time, and they want to charge you at, at right now it says two dollars, but it could be like three dollars or whatever uh, for being able to see the movie in a time where there's a high demand for it. Personally, I get. Where, where people are upset about it, but I don't really see it as that big of a deal. What do you guys think? I have a problem with it. Okay. I mean, also, I mean, partially, partially, I don't, I very rarely now am able to actually ever get to see movies opening night. There's not of that time, but I mean, when I do, it's like, I expect it to be covered by movie pass because that's what it's been for the month and a half that I've had it. And I've, that's the way it should be. It shouldn't. And also like, what metrics are they using to decide what is and isn't in demand and when it's in? Like, Probably are they just opening night, evening showings, or box office? But like, just assume. But like, if I go, say, I go on a Monday night after opening weekend to, I don't know, what's Mission it, Impossible. see Jurassic, yeah, Mission Impossible, something like that, and it's still doing crazy well that night because it's middle of the summer, no one has school or anything. Is yeah. that high in demand time? Like, I don't think it's gonna. I think okay. I think box office tracking is gonna come into it. I think just analytics from theaters. I'm sure they can probably get their hands on. And then the other part of it is intuition. Like you're not gonna. You're gonna charge. You're maybe gonna charge people for um, like Friday and Saturday night or something. Because um, like as as much as we love and we uh, kind of go to these Thursday night screenings, I don't think for a lot of the for a lot of movies outside of like 
Marvel or Star Wars. Like, Sicario is not going to have a big Thursday night opening. No, it's not going to have a big Thursday or Friday night opening. But if they, so, like, Monday, I think you should probably be, if you want to use your movie pass to see Mission Impossible the Monday after it comes out, I think you should be fine. But Friday and Saturday, I just, I don't know, maybe, I just think at this point, if they do this search pricing, I still think that movie pass is too good of a deal for me to really get worked up about two or three dollars, two, three dollars, maybe four for convenience. Like I get why in principle it's bad that like, oh, I paid for this service and now you're charging me for using it. But it doesn't rise to the point where I can say, all right, well, I'm done here because, you know, I'm only saving five hundred dollars instead it's, of six of five hundred and seventy five dollars. Like I get it in principle, but it to me, it doesn't make much of a difference. If to I wanna, me, it's more. To me, it's like it's more that they just keep adding and taking away and adding and changing policies like left and right. Well, like, don't forget, that's, Josh, it's, it is, that's it, why I did. I was so like one of the many reasons I was so reluctant to sign up in the first place. I know. But the, at the same time, you do have to recognize just, that it is still a fledging company. Like these guys just took. Yeah, over. They're still they're trying still, to define themselves. And they're trying to figure okay. out what were like, how can they you, they're trying to figure out how they can make this as good of a deal as possible for the consumer while also making uh, while also strengthening their bottom line enough so that they can provide the service and like i don't know i wasn't expecting right out of the gate when i signed up for it i was like okay well this is a fun experiment i'll throw 70 bucks at it i know i'm gonna clear it in like three weeks because i'm just that kind of person and i'll just be along for the ride and i'll see you know what i'll see how let's see how this works and i think they're still trying to figure that out and i i get as a consumer why you're saying oh well now now I can't see two move. I can't see the same movie multiple times. Or no, now I can't. I mean, that's kind of the only thing they've really taken away. But now I have to pay surge pricing. It's like, yeah, it's a new. There, nobody's ever like they did this before years ago when it was fifty bucks and nobody used it. And now they're at a couple million and they're trying to figure out how to do this right. And I get, yeah, you could sell me the narrative that they don't know what they're doing, but they. I think it's more of they're trying to figure out how to do it as best they can. And I don't have an. I just kind of don't. I can't get worked up about that. And plus, I what I went into the black and was saving money. The, like the fourth week I used this, so I'm you know I'm more than fine. I've seen forty something movies on Movie Pass's dollar, so I don't really don't care. They can do whatever they want at this point, as long as I can still you know use the service and save a little bit of money. But what were you saying? Um, it's just. I mean, we'll just. To go back to just like it's just to me it's just shady tactics. It's just yeah, it's not shady I don't, though, man. I, I think just, it's incredibly. It's, it's especially like when you listen to what the CEO has said when talking about this stuff, like in direct reference to it, like into like why their constant changing policies. Like back when it was they did the was it you pay for three months or a year? I don't remember what it was when you when when I when it was like you pay for a certain amount of months as opposed to just you pay per month, like I do. Um, he said, I don't know when it will be back. And then it came back a month later. He's like, he said, Oh, it will. It was always the plan to bring it back. Okay. Like, you can't, you, I'm sorry. You don't get to be like, this is a shady person based on one slip of the tongue. You don't know what he got in an that's email incredi- the next day. That's incredibly. He said, I wait. So he said, what? I don't know when it's going to be back. And then a month later when whatever it is came back, he's like, and oh, then, yeah, but to say it was always the plan. He didn't lie when he said he didn't know. Yeah, like if it was sounds it was like it's always, me. No, he yeah, said but, he Josh, didn't know when it was coming back, but that implies that that was always 
the plan. If I said, I don't know. That, yes, I'm going to bring it back, but we're not sure when yet. Yeah. Like, it was always person the person responsible for, for the company that I'm giving my money to is being really wishy-washy about their uh, business tactics and the way they're going about that's doing 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 what they're doing. That like, is incredibly a common giant- corporate speak. They try to keep it as they try to keep it a little bit vague to start with certain things because they don't want you know if like oh if we say we're going to have this product or this feature out by the end of June and for some technical or logistical reason we can't have it out until July we don't want people, people jumping down off. our throats on that, July first you know it I, that was coming from if it was coming from a big reputable business like Regal or an AMC or a Cinemark or someone like that I would be a little more lenient for that but from this little company that kind of came out of nowhere a couple of years ago and has just slowly been making mm-hmm. making the rise and you know you know getting everyone in with their ten dollar a month plan and then suddenly starting to change things around changing their policies every month like I don't, that's I, incredibly sketchy to me i think that's you're projecting a little bit work i think that's kind of yeah like cody just said that's how businesses work it's not they can't be crystal okay, and clear 100% I, It may be how time. this business works, but I, can, I, I don't like it. Okay, well, then you should have a problem with, like, 99% of businesses that you interact with. They all I, don't have this pro- I don't have this problem with any of the other things I subscribe to, like Netflix or Hulu or Spotify. They're already on. All of them have been established already. Let me, let me ask you L- this. Like now. we said, um, no, uh, MoviePass is still trying to figure out what it is. At least that's the way I see it. They're defining themselves as a company. But let, let me ask you this, Josh. If Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, came out and was like, yeah, we're going to have um, – I'm not sure when we're going to have Stranger Things Season 3, but it should but we're be have it. in the next couple months. And then six months later, uh, they release it you know, by surprise just one random day. And he's like, yeah, that was the plan all along. You get what I'm saying? That's it's like it's a that's pretty completely common, different. How is it it's, different? That's a that's to do with like like hype and entertainment and con like the like the experience of like getting like building up a I don't know like you know what I mean? Like that's the whole that has nothing to do with like the plan, does, their business plan. Stranger no, it's things, not. No, because Stranger that's Things. That's like no, no, it's no, no, not. Hold on, but Stranger Things, much like the movie, like a new movie past venture, has a pretty sizable impact on the business of the company. If they, it, you know, they're stock. Like, I'm pretty sure you're you comparing at, apples to oranges like this. This, these are not. It's not the same thing at all. Yeah, but in the bit, like if you look at it from a business perspective, yes, yeah, Stranger Things is a show, but it's also it's a service to net. It's a service for Netflix. Like yes, with no. MoviePass if, you get if, no. But hold on, if with MoviePass, yeah, they ha- let's compare it. They have a feature where you can see movies multiple times a month, uh, and then Nif- and then Netflix they have which will make their stock rise or whatever. And it's a feature of the product. The product is MoviePass, or the product is Netflix. A feature of MoviePass is you can see movies as many times in theaters as you want. A feature of Netflix, if you think of content as a feature, which it technically is, then. That also makes this price of stock go up, or that changes how they do their business. So, it, in sense, it is you're basically talking about the same thing. People are spending their money on your product for either a feature or a show. So, like if you know, if Netflix took off The Office, that would be a lot like MoviePass taking away a a feature. And if and I think Netflix does has said like, oh, we're taking off The Office. In the beginning of next year, just like MoviePass, we're like, well, we'll restore this in 
like in spring or in summer or something like that. It's all about, it's just all about optics. It, and it's, it's not a sign of, they, of wishy-washiness. It's just a sign of they are constantly evolving and changing how they uh, try to use and market their product. I just think you're being a little bit harsh on it when you don't need to be. I think I'm being necessarily harsh on them because they should have this stuff figured out. But they, that's I think that's holding them to a higher standard than you should for a, a business who just who's a brand new. That's owner been around for a couple of years. Yeah, but a brand new. Like, owner, this isn't like they started yesterday. I know, but a brand new owner with a completely different idea for the company came in and flipped it on its head. They changed their idea and then got like. I think what were they expecting? You don't think they were, changing? They, they've I've perceived no, they like were, they were expecting like I think they were forecasting like seventy five to a hundred thousand people or whatever when they announced the ten dollars a month thing, and they got like millions in the first couple of months. Like you, that changes. Like they they probably had a book going of and some like predictions that they can make and you know different analysis of. At, if we start off with like a $75,000 rush and then it declines or goes up down here, we should be here by the end of the month. When you throw millions in there, that kind of throws every plan that you had out of the window and you're kind of having to go on the fly and figuring out, like we said earlier, what works, what doesn't, what's good for the consumer, what's good for us, what's and, – and all that. I think the – just the fact of the matter is they got themselves uh, – the the pool they jumped into was a lot deeper than they thought it was, and they kind of they're treading water a little bit in a metaphorical sense. And I don't know, I I get what you're saying. I do that, and it's good to be skeptical of companies and corporations, and it's good to be smart and savvy about where you put your money. But at the end of the day, you do have to recognize that this business, like any business, is a work in progress, and it is they do have to constantly change to adapt to whatever market or whatever industry they're trying to fit into so that's my spiel yeah <laughs> thanks cody <laughs> any any further thoughts on the current movie pass uh, on at least the uh surge pricing cody do you have a problem I mean, with it no if i can see an imax movie for four dollars i'm in i just i don't see what the problem is like it, it'll if that's what they need to do to stay afloat, then let them do it. Yeah. Here's something. Uh, well, actually, Josh, do you have any final thoughts or not final thoughts? But just any further thoughts on no, surge no, pricing no. or this no. IMAX thing? No. Right, what would it take for you to bail on MoviePass entirely? Like on their end, or like another company coming out? Either. I mean, well, either. Yeah. I mean, I'm as as long as it stays, you know, between ten and fifteen dollars a month, I'm gonna keep at it. Um, would you would you pay for an, an enhanced like if it's if they move to twenty dollars a month, but includes three D and IMAX or RPX or whatever? Would you go? Well, I don't. I I don't care. I don't do three D or IMAX most of the time or any of that crap. So I know, but if it was an option, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't use those. Like even if they were free. Oh really? You don't like IMAX? Yeah. I mean, there's not really a point to it. It's just louder speaker system and a slightly bigger screen. It's not like a real IMAX theater. Yeah, but it's it's, it's IMAX. It's cool. Did you IMAX. not see Interstellar in IMAX? It was amazing. Yeah, it was a and, a and a fake IMAX screen and a seven and a real you know four foot four story you know screen that would have been great. But I think we we have a four story screen, right, Cody? 
probably. Yeah, it's a big IMAX. Hmm. Okay. Like, if it's like an arena like theater, then it's an IMAX. Ours is pretty big. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Um, so search pricing talked about that. Uh, what was I just going to ask you? You're, I mean, you were asking what it would take to get me. Yeah, but off. I had a follow up to that. I mean, the only the only thing that's like for sure going to get me off is if once Regal announces theirs, depending on what it is and what it offers. Like, if it's similar to AMC's, then I'm jumping on that ship the second it goes. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it it would probably be a bit of a hassle. I think to, especially with how many chains there are to like. You know, oh, I have a AMC account and I have a Regal account, and you put like, you know, both both can be convenient in different ways and at different times. So like, you don't yeah. want to jump in all the way with AMC, and then like, okay, well, well I, I mean, have access to every AMC theater I could possibly want, but uh, I, know I can't you, do this, I, I can't well, do that. But then you, well, like, I know oh, you, I'll jump in Regal, and then you know these theaters are closer, but they this one is bad with my schedule, whereas this AMC isn't, or whatever. Well, Here's the thing. I mean, I know like you guys have access to like t- tons of different theaters. Not really. We have to drive. Tons is a strong one. I mean, you've you've seen you you have like what? How many theaters you go, you go to? A bunch of different theaters every time. How Whereas many, I go to the I'm going to the same theater you, since I was five, five years old. Yeah. Okay. What's what's close to you? Like within thirty minute drive. Yeah, us. It's like thirty five to forty. Yeah, most of mine are probably like I I live an hour away from everything. We just like going to movies, so we don't mind. And we're saving money, so it's like, eh, you can kind of put the ticket money to gas, sort of. <laughs> um, hmm. But what were you saying? I was just saying, like, for like they're, for most people, they kind of just have their theater they go to. Not They don't, like, venture around to this Zero. theater and that theater. Like, people in California go to, like, a different theater every weekend. Right. But I go to the same theater, uh, 90% of the time, go to the same theater every time. Um, so it's like, for me, it's, n- it's a no brainer until, well, I am getting a new theater end of this year, next year sometimes. So I don't know. Um, but you know, as, for the time being, I'm content with if real offer something, I would dive right into that. Mm. And that would get me off movie pass. That's fair. Uh, let's see. Um, I think that's it for. AMC and Regal. I had a really good question to ask you, but I forgot it. So, oh well. Come back to it. Uh, maybe I'll think about All it. Hey, right, Josh, what's your next topic? Actually, I want to jump off of that and kind of do something, bring up something similar. Um, we've talked about this before. I think the last time we talked about it was like a real conversation was the Conjuring Two episode, something like that. Um, so, kind of jumping off the Movie Pass discussion. What do you guys think is like the future of like it's not really tied to movie pass, but like theaters and like distribution and you know how this it, the whole thing operates? Like, is are we gonna like as of right now? It's you know the same as it was ten years ago. The movie comes out, marketed theaters comes to home media three months later. What's gonna be the case in ten years from now? It's gonna be the same. Well, first of, of all, same? first of all, we'll we'll all be dead. Yeah, true. So that's a big World War Three will have happened. So I go. I would go cataclysmic, you know, volcanic event first before World War Three. But that's just a personal wish, uh, not so much a prediction. 
Uh, I don't know. I think if we've learned anything from the past, it's that you really can't predict six months, let alone ten years. And I think the like like you said, the the model has stayed pretty consistent in the last however many years. Uh, yeah. Home viewing and uh, these the uh, uh, voodoo or whatever the hell those are have kind of changed things, but uh, I don't know. I think. I think whatever this movie pass, AMC, A-List, Regal, you know, King's Club, and I get $50,000 if they end up calling it. Well, they couldn't say King's Club because then you'd have to get the gender thing into there. That's, yikes. Ten years ago, that'd be a great idea. Like Regal, King's Club. Like to name their subscription service or whatever. Um, Court Club? I don't know. Why wouldn't they just keep the the same name? Yeah, that's true. But But they like to be like announce a new thing, you know. Just put, like, a color on top of it. It's the gold now. Gold club. Nice. Um, so, I guess I don't know because I got to say, this, um, this, the recent Supreme Court ruling about, um, about sales tax. So, basically, what's going to happen is that starting in soon, I guess, uh, purchases that you make online at, like, an Etsy or Amazon or some store's personal website are going to start getting sales tax applied to them and a lot of people think that uh because of this uh it's going to eat into the affordability like you're not you won't just be able to buy online because it's convenient it's affordable you'll be able to buy online because it's convenient and a lot of experts think that you know and people who study consumer trends think that this sales tax um this internet sales tax is tax is going to benefit a lot of brick and mortars and that we're going to kind of see gradually just because of pricing, uh, got peop- uh, companies like Amazon or whatever aren't going to be able to kind of dominate this the consumer space like they used to, and that you know going to a store and buying something is going to be in some ways more convenient and a little bit less expensive than it would be to just go online and buy a you know a thing because money at the end of the day is the greatest motivator. You know, even if I even if you know the thing at the store is five dollars less if i can get it in a day on amazon and not have to go anywhere then i'm probably going to go on on uh go on amazon which kind of just screwed over what i just said about price but i don't know i what i think what i think is all i know is i'm listening to people who are smart and study this stuff and they say that brick and mortar is going to be is going to tick up a little bit and online stuff at least for buying things is going to go down and brick and mortar economics is so boring i'm sorry i'm sorry brick and mortar at the end of the day i think (laughs) it's gonna it would help movies but like i said i don't know what's gonna happen in six months so i really have no idea what's gonna happen uh in 10 years like you don't you just can't tell in sports and consumers and politics it's just we can make our guesses sure but they're kind of moot because you just don't know what's coming around the corner because it's just I've I mean that's a whole other can't conversation but um, the, I've just I've been noticing there's two things that sparked this uh, just like the amount of movies that have been coming up on Netflix starring like major talent and being directed by people like uh, Michael Bay and um, well you can't that's kind of an oxymoron Josh. You can't say well, major talent and then use Michael Bay as an example. You know what I mean, like big, big major, major big names. Um, 
uh, starring, like just starring and being in, and I think Ava DuVernay did something. Was a, what was that? Did she do a documentary or what was the thing she did? I don't remember what it's called. It was like the prison documentary, right? Yeah. 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 Something like that. I don't know. That's a documentary Um, though. I don't know. Um, but you know, more and more like big name people are joining, are making things exclusive to streaming services that aren't, I don't know if they're getting, I think they're getting limited theatrical runs, but this also came out because I saw, there was a rumor that came out a couple of days ago. Um, and we're not going to get into, the, I don't want to get into the whole, will it won't happen? Obi-Wan movie. Kathleen Kennedy's what? ruining star Wars. Oh, like, God, Oh my God. There's all, there's all this drama happening with Lucasfilm behind the scenes. Maybe, I don't know drama rumors. I don't care. Um, but something I read, I I want to say it was Star Wars Newsnet that reported it. Yeah, the rumor is kind of right that they're reliable. Is going to be the first. Yeah, it's going to be a movie. streaming service movie. Um, I don't know if that means it won't be in theaters or it will have like right. a limited run of theaters. Um, but it just got me thinking. I'm like, when like when's that day going to come where like we start seeing movies like franchise movies stop coming to theaters and we see more and more people and become more like acceptable and like widespread well-known that like you know not everything's like less just less movies come to theaters because it's cheaper to put movies on straight to a streaming service it's cheaper yes Um, but also josh you forget that uh it's cheaper but also your box off your unless you really negotiate your contract like let's take let's look at a, a Quiet Place as an example. So a Quiet Place yep. came out with a big, a, not a huge name, not a Tom Cruise name, but a pretty recognizable name attached to it. And John yep. Krasinski, it was and modest, Emily Blunt, and Emily Blunt as well. Uh, less on a cultural scale because like everybody has seen The Office, of, you know. And I think a lot of people know who Emily Blunt is, though. You're not giving her enough credit, and you're being a misogynist. No, but I do think John so, Krasinski is. A she doesn't. Name. I don't think she passes the mom test. Is what we're saying. Fair. Um, but A Quiet Place is budgeted at a, at $17 million. And right now, as of right now, it has made $328 million. Awesome. So, and another horror movie that came out uh, last year, Get Out, which got a bunch of Academy Award nominations, that was budgeted at $4.5 million and is so far, and made in theaters, $255 million. If they said, instead of, you know, being released in theaters they they struck whatever deal that they stroke would strike with netflix or hulu you there is still a pretty strong potential for not in for theatrical releases not just for a good having releasing a successful movie but releasing a breakout smash movie something that like quiet place that is has a tiny budget but makes millions and millions and millions of dollars more than you thought it would and like they they probably maxed that out at what 50 million 75 josh maybe probably like 100 maybe. i think they knew they had something on their hands but not like that they didn't know they had a 330 million yeah, 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 on yeah. their hands i, I mean it's still I, in theaters where i'm where i'm at so i think that i think the i think because of the way that physical media is and the way that you can kind of sell a movie after it's been made I think it, it incentivizes theaters because, like I said, there is that kind of boom or bust potential where even if you have a movie that's made for 35 and grosses 30, you're still going to be okay just through, you know, giving it to selling it to Netflix or Hulu or one of the TV stations or HBO or whatever. Whereas if you throw it on Netflix, if, you, if A Quiet Place goes to Netflix and it stays there forever, 
the creators they'll probably get like a one time they'll probably get a lump sum yeah i mean maybe, that's how it happens they get yeah maybe they'll i get think a, it's maybe they'll get something a percentage the views, if the movie but, if the numbers are great for and the movie is huge maybe they'll get like a little bit of a percentage but it just isn't as big of a boom as i think uh as it would need to be right now for netflix to get the next avengers movie or for hulu to have star wars or uh, what i what i think is like, i mean is like when, because at some point it's going to happen, right? Like we're going to see one of these franchises. So. I mean, we got kind of close with Cloverfield. Like that's not a big franchise, but it's a known name. I just, I really um, don't think so. I think you don't think ever the days ever going to come where we're going to see like a Star Wars, a Marvel something go right okay, to streaming. They're not, not exclusively now. No, and also they're not going to. They're going to try it out. I think Cloverfield was one of the instances where they're going to try it out with a smaller thing. We can, I know you don't want to get into this, but I think Obi-Wan is too big to be something that you try because that is one of the things that's been clamored on forever. And, yeah. and it is Star Wars and he is a big, you know, he is a legacy character. But like if they say if they throw 90 million dollars on a spin like a Lost Stars spinoff and give it to Netflix, that wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, because it's Star Wars, it does have that boom bust potential where Solo is didn't make isn't going to make a lot of money in theaters, but it'll do OK in home media and merchandising and all that stuff. And that's just, that's a really big component to a movie that we're not just talking about box office gross. We're talking about the movies afterlife. And it's a lot more lucrative when you're not pigeonholed into dealing exclusively with a Netflix or a Hulu. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think, it, I don't know when it'll happen. I don't think it, I don't think it'll happen with Obi-Wan. Um, that's just cause like you said, it's just, it's too, I, I don't even know if that movie's ever going to happen in the next two or three years. Um, but you know, who knows what's happening with that. But anyway, um, I don't think it's going to happen soon. Like with any of these franchises, I, just, I think it's going to happen. And I just want to know what's going to happen when it happens. Like say in 2023, um, I don't know, Marvel releases, a fantastic four movie on their Disney streaming service and they make it for a hundred million dollars. And you know, that's like what hat like in it does. And it gets, you know, good reviews and it, you know, gets a lot of views and it, you know, brings in more business for the streaming service. Like where do they go from? Where does like the industry go from? It's that, does it spark anything? Does nothing change? Is that just but an anomaly? Is that a one time thing, thing? Like, I don't, here's the thing though. It's, if a movie like wait, what did you say a uh, fantastic four right yeah yeah how do you gauge that movie's success i don't know i mean you have how to do, do they it. gauge I mean, how do they gauge how does netflix gauge the success of their movies they have their own analytics that we've seen pretty consistently that they do not want to share in by any means because as soon as they do there's oh. going to be stories about oh the new season of Luke Cage flopped, you know, because they because people don't know the numbers of how many times something is watched. Or I think that's kind of why accessed. they would want. Yeah, but like, so it's not. I mean, it's not good for people like us that maybe want to know that stuff. I personally don't give a shit. But no, but like it for, does. It does say know, something for. It's good for them. Like it's a. It's, I mean, I can obviously see. I mean, you can see a reason why that would be appealing to them. From a PR perspective, yes, I guess, but I just don't know how you get consumers to think, get in the mindset of this movie is a big deal. Because whether you agree or not, I think it's it it is pretty doc well documented that when s- 
something goes on Netflix, it doesn't really make much of an impression, I think, as in the way that a movie does, I think. I think some very few, but I think a few like um Like Stranger Things broke out, sure, but yeah, Stranger Things has any um, can you has an has a Netflix movie really entered the cultural conversation at all or even gotten close? Cloverfield kinda because of the Super Bowl, but Yeah, I mean the only the only reason that was was because it's has Cloverfield in the name and it was, you know, yeah. a surprise. But here um, it wasn't bad. Here's something where yeah, it was fine. Here's something that I wanted to I think lends some sort of credence to some conversation just worth mentioning is that Disney or Universal or Comcast or whoever is they're willing to shell out like 60 billion dollars in cash for Fox's assets and I just I don't think that you're going to recoup that by not doing theatrical releases because those are just the bigger cash cow and there's something that through a distributor and through a studio that you can control a lot easier than like I said earlier, just throwing it on Netflix and giving it to them. But, all right. Cody, what do you th- what do you think? Who, what what makes sense to you as a consumer? I don't think theaters are ever going to go away. You think they're like uh, ever? I, I don't think they're ever going to go away. Like away away. No, away. I don't think you that think they're going to change anything. Will change the, about them. I don't think they'll never not be the most immediate form for popular movies to come out on. For popular movies, probably, but like movies like I don't know, what's something small that just came out, like or like something like Thoroughbreds. Like, you don't think there's one day we could stop seeing movies like that in theaters? Well, then, no. then what do you? Then you have no how variety. How do they make money? Then you have big punch 'em up superhero movies, and how much longer can you milk superhero movies? And like, Marvel you know, seems like, to have a plan for until 2028, so at least a while. I don't know. Who, who knows? I just again, like I said earlier, I, you just don't know what's going to happen six months from now. Whereas at this very moment, I can't think of anything that is as that is a big threat to theaters when it comes to financial success. Like I said earlier, with Get Out, with um, with uh, uh, Quiet Place, with you know, you can kind of take your pick of these. It happens less now because superhero movies are so dominant but there are these things that just kind of explode out of nowhere and yeah like the a quiet place earned, you have things like the conjuring or a quiet place or get out yeah quiet place know. earned 225 million dollars more than they thought it would probably maybe even more that i i like i said i would peg their expectations for that at a cool 75 million dollars and they're walking away with almost a third a little over a third of a billion so i guess i just think the the boom bust potential for theaters is pretty strong like i i'm sure an owner or a distributor can look at the numbers a little bit closely more closely and kind of say oh this will work this won't but from where i'm standing i think it the big movies as long as they continue to sort of prop up the rest of it i think they should be fine and then if you have these get outs or these quiet places every now and again that'll kind of keep things uh like a sort of like a healthy ecosystem i guess you have to have some sharks but you have to have like blowfish too, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're talking about. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, an eco- I mean, it's an ecosystem. Like you have no, the sharks. Blow, blowfish don't do anything. Weird, dude. Fuck you. Okay, octopus. Why I don't know. Blowfish? Octopus doesn't do anything. I like blowfish. Uh. Fuck you. <laughs> Shut up. I hate both of you. Jesus Christ. Okay, you better just. Watch it talking to the host like that. Went right from sharks to blowfish. 
It's like there's in between. Okay, I got a topic. Completely. Hey, Mason, what's your next topic? Completely separate from movies. We'll get away from that for right okay. now. Okay. And this is a philosophical question. Jesus. So, <laughs> simple question, Cody. Yes or no for right now? Are people smarter than they were 50 years ago? Yes. Josh? Just simply yes or no? Yes. Or, uh, yeah, probably. I agree. However, I'm not so sure that we're more intelligent. Ooh. Oh, for Christ's sake. This is a film versus movie thing, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's just something I've been thinking about. Like, uh, in the professional athlete space, we're continuing to have this conversation of, like, who are the best basketball players? And it's like, people like, you know, they think LeBron James is the best basketball player. And other people still bring up Larry Bird. And, like, anybody with a brain knows that just from training methods and just how people and how the game has evolved, that LeBron James would annihilate Larry Bird in a one-on-one game. Like, Larry Bird would die on the court before he before he would beat LeBron. And I just, I've kind of started to think about the same thing for non-athletes. Like, with, you know, we have a lot more tools at our, at our disposal now, and we have a lot more resources, but have we really intellectually grown over people that living in, you know, 1968? I don't know. What do you guys think? What are some... I think we have more information available to us with our cell phones and everything like that. But I think we don't know how to do stuff as well as they did in the 50s. Because we've... uh, Um, Because you had to learn, like, everything from... Like research and shit. You didn't just look stuff up when you were bored. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Josh, anything further to add? I don't know. I just... I don't know enough about what intelligence was like well, 50 it's not years about, ago. It's not about like knowing about intelligence, it's just knowing about human nature and how we think and how we act and all that. It's like, what do you see around you? I mean... We've improved, like, on it, like technology-wise, and like the way we operate, and like, just I don't know, just like the way we do things. It's just, we do things faster now. We do things in a way that are, in most ways, that are easier. Um, I mean, we've just we've just evolved, and that's intelligence is part of that, but. Um, I like don't know. You, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like, a, I guess the best, um, measure of intelligence would have to be something like a mix of like math, like sort of like an SAT, but also with things that like tasks, you know, like you have to assemble this puzzle in, you know, two minutes or less or do this thing and two minutes or less. I'm just like trying to think of like, if me, how would I do against, uh, uh, well, my dad, like if my dad was not 18, he was not my age in 1968, but if he was like 23 year old me against 23 year old version of my father, like who would win and who would be smarter? Like in just like a, or just a random measure of intelligence kind of test. Yeah. Like just a, you know, like I said, a well-rounded thing. You got your math, you got your science, you have your English, you, and then you have, you know, tasks, puzzles and, you know, things that you have to think I guess the way you'd measure that is like how the education system, Mm. 
because I mean that's where we learn all that kind of stuff. That's true for the most part. So I mean, really, then the question is like, are do our schools and education is is that all better than it was fifty years ago? So I'm going to say yes, it was. Which, which which it was better than fifty years ago or better now? And it's better now. Okay. Well, because I think, I'm in it. I think the. The teaching methods were probably better 50 years ago, but the, the content itself is a lot more sophisticated That's now. That's debatable. I think so. If you like straight lecture. I, Not I everybody learn. learns well when lecture. I like lecture. Yeah. Well, I just fall asleep in lecture, home. so. It's like, a, it's like a podcast in real life. Yeah, but I like Not zoning in out. That's why you'll never be president, Josh. Well, I can't say that. I don't want to be president. Nobody does. I would love to be president, which is exactly Jesus. why you shouldn't that's, be president. Yeah, that's not the world we need to live in. <laughs> that would be interesting, though. I would just be firing off executive orders about to to like about my pet peeves, you know? <laughs> like, no, like girls are not allowed to dress like Han Solo anymore with like the brown <laughs> boots and the, the vests and all that. Just like, stop. Jesus. Just Wait, stop. so you're telling me women aren't allowed to be hot anymore? Oh, like for Halloween, it's fine. But like, better oh. get a better fashion sense is all. I'm just saying, like, be unpredictable, be be unique. I don't care. Um, Buy a Mac. Yeah, exactly. Fit in, you bastard. Um, bastard. I'd make a good president. Uh, uh, I'd be the. That. I would yeah. be the second worst president of all time. Third. Second. Johnson didn't. You'd be worse him. than Trump. Oh, well, okay. Andrew Jackson and Trump would probably be worse because he was Trail of Tears, right? Yeah, he was. He committed genocide. Yikes. Not our finest hour, Cody, but. No. Hate that guy so much. You never even met him. How can you hate somebody you don't even know? I hate most people who commit genocide. Most people. Not all of them. Listen, Pol Pot had some good ideas. <laughs> Funny name, too. That kind of helps. Yeah, him out. great name. Pol Pot. Paul Pot. Uh, all right, Josh. I believe you had a movie-related topic that we can circle back to. Uh, yeah, sure. We can go to that. I was. What was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so this stems from something that happened today or yesterday. I don't remember. Uh, the Academy has added, I think, nine hundred new members or something yeah. around that number. Are you mad because you're not one of them? Obviously, I'm mad that I'm not the only one that they asked. Um. Because obviously my opinion is far superior to everybody else's. Obviously. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously there's a big push to bring in more people of color, uh, yo- uh, younger people is the big thing I want to get to, but also in like women, just a big, more diverse group. Wait, of people. what? Um, women? Yeah. They can vote now. They can't even yeah. wait. No. No, you're <laughs> kidding. You're kidding. Don't yeah. lie. I don't know. Olivia Munn posted it on our Instagram, so I believe it's true. Yeah, I'm not so sure she, can, she can vote now. I don't, I don't, I don't think I want oh, the former shit. host of Attack the Show voting on the Academy Awards. I don't know. That's just me. She's in Predator. It's fine. Oh, okay, that's true. The movie looks good. I saw the new trailer. It was really good. Talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, no. But yeah, I want to talk about, I mean, mainly the thing I wanted to focus on is the younger people being brought yeah. in. Because that's the thing I really think is going to make change more than, uh, you know, different races or genders or whatever. Because I think, I mean, people have whatever opinion. People, someone being old doesn't make their opinion 
wrong or out of touch. It just means that's not what they're into. Um, but I think I just want to know, I don't know if I think this, but do you guys think having more like people closer to our age, as opposed to 16 up, um, kind of, I don't know what the percentages are, but like having a more, a blend of those two groups of people is going to make like boost the chances of something like a black Panther or a quiet place, which both were huge hits both culturally and, you know, just movie wise across everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you think it's going to make any kind of, I don't know if, I don't think either of them like have a guaranteed best picture or best writing or acting or anything, but like, I do think it boosts the chances. Um, I think the revolution has begun. Uh, Justice for Korg. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll make a difference on the types of movies we see nominated. And I'm okay with that. Let me, I'm going to jump in. I'll play Devil's no. Advocate, sure. Oh, okay, uh, I guess I won't. You're not allowed. Okay. <laughs> well, let's. I want to let's, let's pretend at, you're allowed to. Go ahead. Okay, great. Thank you. Because um, look at, well, I want to. Like, do you think Get Out would have gotten nominated three or four years ago before they made that big move to bring in more people? Well, here, let me let me do something. I'm going to read out the best at, best picture nominees from 2000. What is this? 17, 18, yeah, whatever. 2007. Uh, oh, so 2007's best picture nominees were No Country for Old Men, a, a Coen Brothers thriller, Atonement, a war movie, Juno, an indie movie, Michael Clayton, a thriller, and There We Blood, a character drama. This year, this last year was Shape of Water, a you know sci-fi fantasy fairy tale. Call Me by Your Name, a gay love story. Darkest Hour, a pretty <laughs> straight down the line uh, history biopic. Dunkirk, a uh, war, movie. war movie. Get Out, a horror social commentary thriller. Lady Bird, an indie movie. Phantom Thread, uh, a drama comedy kind of. The Post, a, kind of a straight up journalism drama. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, a dark comedy. So, I th- I think you can you can kind of tell from that that both you know into I mean, granted, those are five nominees versus ten nominees, but the range of genres is uh, pretty well represented. I think with um with last year's Best Picture Oscars. So, I think that by bringing in a lot of new faces and new perspectives to it is going to change things but i think it's a change that was already kind of happening that you didn't you could not include one person and then next year we're going to have an even or this year we'll have an even more you know quirky and diverse group of of best picture nominees at least i think uh, i don't mean just i mean i mean genre too i think it's definitely changed already with genre at least a little bit but i mean more like getting more because like the common argument against all the best picture or not all of them, but like a lot of the best picture nominees is like, oh, people don't tune in to watch the Oscars because they haven't seen most of these movies. And they, like, do you think that people tune into the change? Oscars for the celebrities and because it's what people are tweeting well, about? But like, they would come in more if they actually seen the movie. Like, mm. I as much as I love Shape of Water, nobody I know saw it. I I think it's if if you like if last year you replaced. Uh, I don't know. Darkest Hour with uh Logan and Three Billboards with I don't know what was a big movie last year. I don't know, like Wonder Woman or something. Wonder Woman, sure. I don't really think it would move the needle. Haha. That 
really that much. I see. I think it would. Not a, not in a lot, but, but like, I think are you it expecting would, this to be bit. like sports where you got like, oh, I can't, I'm so psyched for no, Wonder no, Woman, I'm definitely no, no, gonna no. win. No, no, no. Like people, so people, so if people don't care about the winners, they're tuning in for, no. for the celebrities. Oh, you mean like for the people that? Yeah, well, in that case, yes, I I do. Like I think but people are gonna more. You'd get more viewers yeah. if you have like things you see. Like that's why people don't watch because it's like I don't they they don't can. I might care about editing. Most people don't. I might care kind of about sound design. Most people don't. They care about the best actor, the best picture. Yeah. Some people care about best screenplay. Like they care about, you know, a couple other things. Pretty much they care about visual effects because that's whatever the, that's the only thing Marvel ever gets. And they've seen Marvel movies. Like they care about the categories that the movies they've seen are in. And a lot of categories don't have anything they've seen. So I'm just saying, and it doesn't – I'm not saying like just put in movies that people have seen because then we'd have Transformers yeah. in three of these categories and I don't want that. But like – But do I people just, watch and, the Grammys because they know every single artist and they're pulling for well, specific I mean, people or do the they Grammys watch the Grammys because like, of the bits all, and I, all the people that are there? Well, I think first of all the Grammys is different because music is just a, in general more accessible. OK. What about like the, more music what about the Emmys then? I mean, Again, or the ESPYs. Uh, like, the, I don't. Do the, the, the Emmys get that huge viewership? They get. A, they get. A, I mean, it. Yes, but and also recognize that because it's a live event, it's a lot more valuable than if you put in something else. Like live event is gold in TV right now because you get. You can kind of quantify the eyeballs that you get based on tweets, and you can sort of lead the conversation for that hour and a half or two hours or however long it is like it, it it's not so, the valuable thing about the academy awards isn't the academy awards it's that it's a live event on tv that has the night to itself yeah. that everybody's talking about and this is watching the advertising but to get back to it uh i think it, I, if you get zoe kazan and kamal and johnny in there then people like them are not going to vote for let me find a like, really, we'll, like, like we the artist more, is like, not going to win next year. A movie yeah, like the artist they, is not going to win next we year. You could see a movie off. like, I don't know, like a big comedy or something, like at least have a shot. Like we could see, I don't know, what's a comedy? I don't know. Just, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. Something like, like, in, like something like, um, what was their movie that I loved? And I can't remember the name big of it. Sick. I mean, big sick. Yeah. Like that got nominated for best adapted screen or adapted original. I remember, um, original best screenplay. <laughs> Um, and like it could say there were more people in their demographic in that demographic, maybe it could have knocked out, um, or maybe it could have gotten a best supporting actor for, uh, Ray Romano or Holly Hunter, or maybe it could have even gotten a best picture. Like it could have gotten more awards if there were more people in that camp voting. Um, yeah. Or maybe it really wouldn't change. You kind of you just don't know until. You don't know. No, I, it could t- it could not change at all. I'm just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if at, the, what I'm asking, if at this Academy Awards we see that I don't know. Uh, well, since she's my favorite performance of the year so far, if we see that Olivia Cook from Thoroughbreds has been nominated for Best Supporting Actress, we're we're gonna it, we're gonna know that things are changing when things change. And you know, we, like we saw it, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director last last year. That's crazy. He not only is he directing a weird fairy tale fish person love story, but he's you know a Spanish speaking guy that isn't in a retail. Actually, I guess Latin, I guess Spanish directors do pretty well at this. But like Greta Gerwig got nominated for Lady Bird. That's crazy. That would never 
happen, and especially in a year where, like, Paul Thomas, Ant- like, she got nominated over Spielberg. That's insane, and that kind of tells you the winds are changing a little bit. And, yeah. You know, the people that get nominated aren't the people that you would nominate 10, 15 years ago. So I, it's a change that I think was going to happen regardless, but this definitely would speed is going to speed it up a little bit. So yeah. Black Panther, I don't think it's going to get – I mean, maybe Wonder I think there'll Woman be a big is, push for it, but it won't happen. Yeah, like Wonder Woman is the kind of thing that, like, Dark Knight kind of opened the door, and then because of dark, how good Dark Knight was, they kind of they let in ten nominees or whatever, and then Wonder Woman was the next movie, at least in my opinion, that nudged it open a little bit more, and then Black Panther will nudge it open a little bit more, and then three years from now, if something is really really good, it'll get nominated. It just it, it takes time for these kind of things, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Black Panther does get nominated. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, you I think that's your most said word this entire. Yeah, episode. probably. All right. Um, any other topics, boys? Do you have one, Cody? You can finish up. No. no? I have time to think of one. I have one. Okay. Fire away. It's a fun. It's a fun one. Uh, I want to know. What would be in your guys' starter pack? Oof. In what sense? So, like, like so... Movies or stuff? Like, no, like, just anything. Like, we, you, you have died and we have to remake you. Oof. What are the things that we gotta put in there? A Coke Zero. <laughs> um, actually, before, actually, before they do this, let's, I wanna, I wanna guess for both. I wanna guess for each other, because that'd be funny. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to mine. Let me get mine out. We of should, so we're just defining everybody's. Yeah, mine is simple. Everybody else's. I'm gonna get mine out of the way. It's simple. It's just a cardboard sign that says "Don't." <laughs> okay, no. Seriously, would be Mason's would be a cat, a original pressing of the Joshua Tree. <laughs> um, oh, what else? A uh, fuck drum hat that uh, John Oliver had back before the election. And I don't know. There's one more thing I'm thinking. Ah, a movie pass. <laughs> you got one of the four right. I'll give you that. Sounds pretty accurate. Honestly. One of the four. What a cat. If, if one of your thing is not even, is even remotely related to you two, I get that right. Fine, you got two. I, it would be an original <laughs> pressing, pressing of Octung Baby, you oh, bastard. fuck off. No, it would be the Joshua Tree, their good album. They're, they're best out. My favorite is Octung Baby, but... Okay, someone fine. do me now. No, hold on. I wanna, Now we're going to pick mine. Uh, oh. Let's see. It would be a cat. A, a pressing of Octung Baby would be pretty sick. Uh, the third thing would honestly be a um, just a tall glass of chocolate milk. Like a tall, cool glass. <laughs> Of chocolate milk. What is with you in chocolate milk? Uh, Holy shit. That's quick. It's the great... Eh, no. The chocolate milk is the greatest thing just ever. It's delicious. It's kind of good like, I've for seen you, you like, like Snapchat <laughs> chocolate milk at least a dozen times. Then I... You need to follow my Snapchat or my Instagram more because I do it, like, way more than that. I love chocolate Jesus. milk. It's my favorite freaking thing in the world. Second... Third favorite thing behind YouTube and cats. Uh, fourth thing... I would have to incorporate movies into there, so... Fourth thing would be, I don't know, the 4K collection of Christopher Nolan movies. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm just a douche. And I do, don't even own a 4K, but I just want to support him. All right. Uh, Cody, since you guessed for me, why don't Josh, you guess for Cody? 
Okay, we're no, being killed. Um, let's see. Uh, Cody, what's your favorite video game? I don't know. Don't, um, no, you have to guess. You don't have to, add, you don't have to ask him. I don't know. Um, I think Dark Souls is probably I would safe. Probably, though. yeah. So seems to be right the, seems to be the go to for the last like year. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna throw a copy of Dark Souls in there, and then see. I'm gonna I'm gonna put an ABBA al- album in there. No, a Coldplay album. I'm gonna throw that in there because I don't know which one. I don't it's know any other albums. Nice save. Oh, don't, 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 don't do that. You know their albums. You're just. Oh, I, I, I honestly don't. I have no clue what any of them are called. I know there's one called like Levita or Livin or some Livin Levita. Levita. Livin Levita Loca. Yep, you nailed it, Josh. No, you're wrong. Viva Levita. Levita That's what it's called. Yeah. Viva La Vida. Whatever. I was close enough. Same thing. But, oh, the song that was an album. Jesus Christ. No, that's the name of the album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Put that in there. Well, technically, and then, Cody, technically it's the name Viva of the album. Viva Levita, Death of All His Friends. Whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Throw, throw that in there. Throw Dark Souls in there. And then throw. Put a copy of Alien in there. Okay. It's a good choice. And then. A cat that looks like the cat from Alien in there. <laughs> so, my cat? You don't have my permission to use my cat in Cody's starter pack. Well, he's already in there, so tough shit. Okay, that's not bad. Yikes. Um, mine would probably be a copy of Live 2012 by Coldplay. Oh, yeah, I do um, like that one. Dark Souls, any, Dark Souls 1 or 3 is a fair bet. That was a good one. Um, hmm. There's one I was thinking. You forgot the Coke Zero. Oh, the crown jewel love coke zero it's your it's your it's chocolate re- milk it's really good it's gross no it's i mean it's, it's what i have like when coke. i'm at work so soda's nasty yikes i mean yeah but it's there and it's free for me so i feel like i'm missing something i only had three right i don't know oh, oh I, a history textbook probably no oh, god good choice good choice and then a copy of Mistborn. Of what? No, no, of Red Rising. Oh, okay, a book. Okay, cool. Okay. Interesting. I don't know who's who now. Nah, I get it. I got a guess for Josh. Hmm. That one's tough. Uh, probably uh, American Idiot on vinyl would be <laughs> one of them. Yes. Does, yeah, I mean, you can guess. Oh, yeah, it's right. probably in there. Yeah, that's, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably a dog. I think we're all in agreement that pets are the most important thing, or one of the most important things, and that kind of define us as people. I'm known as the cat guy to like 60 to 65% of the people that I've ever met, and that's fine. Um, it's higher percentage than I would have guessed. Yeah, well, other people are like, oh, aren't you that guy who, like, you know, tried to burn my house down? I'm just like, what? Uh, sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Dog. You have, you have some demons, don't you? A dog, a shitty album. What else? Fuck you. Cody, you want to hear my Green Day impression? Grammy winning album. Yeah, you two won like 90. Right. Cody, you want to hear my Green Day impression? 
Yeah. Well, double tapping right American, there. Considering that's considering song. It's a better song than anything YouTube's ever written. Don't want to have artistic integrity. Just want to live in a land of mediocrity. That's something about Billy Joel Armstrong going insane. You know that song is about like Republicans, right? What? But they're God's party. Shut up. There's a grand old party, dude. It's a pretty grand, brah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we got Green Day. We got a dog. Uh, let's see. I mean, the, when it is released, the nine movie collection of Star Wars movies would be a safe bet. And then, I don't know. One uh, Baltimore Raven. Just one. Just one. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. A, a camera. A camera? Yeah. Something to capture motion and sound. Was I close? I think I did okay. Yeah, yeah one of them what? probably, right? Yeah. Dog. No. Wow. Well, I don't know. Two of the four. Maybe two. I don't know. Yes. Um, what would be in mine? Um, American Idiot probably would be in there because it's my favorite album. Um, I know you so fucking well. The dog probably would be in there. I don't know what kind though. Probably a beagle. Um, dog, you have the same poodle thing. I, that's all you take Snapchats of is that one dog. Yeah. Cody. That's your dog. That's the type of dog. Cody, that oh my, Cody, that dog died. You set one today, dude. I I had two dogs. Yeah, that's the one oh. I was talking about. Obviously. Obviously. Are you sure? Yes. You're being insensitive. I am. I'm not that insensitive in real life. I think he is. Anyways, what else? Yeah. Um, my specialized Star Wars trilogy. Oh, oh God. The, uh, okay, I got the, it right. D. Lucas. You have you have you got all you guessed all mine. I only picked three. Uh. Um. You gotta make sure JJ comes back and saves the dying Star Wars trilogy, right? Kathleen Kennedy's ruining Star Wars. Oh god, I just want everyone to die. Um What else did I put in there? You know what? I put in Beef Jerky. all seven Harry I put in all seven Harry Potter books. I thought you liked the movies more. I do, but I grew up with the books. Oh my god. Um That's a good pick. I probably would have should pick those, but and, I'm gonna stick with what I'm gonna stick with. I would throw a pair of drumsticks in there. That's more. That's five. All right. Well, that's I'm getting five. Wow. I'm getting five. Well, what would right. my fifth thing be, Cody? That was another cat. Yeah. <laughs> throw a cat in there. No or cat. a burning 2016 uh, button. Yikes. Freaking yikes. And then yikes. that's it. That's it. All right, anything else, boys, watching or listening to? No, last topic, real quick. This, should, this won't take long. Okay. Christopher Nolan is yet to announce his new movie. What if, given the choice, if he came to you with a bunch of scripts spanning a wide range of genres and content, what would you want to see Christopher Nolan make? Cody. I want him to start a series of war movies like he did with Dunkirk. Um, so he'll jump back into... The American Revolution. Oh, okay. Now and I'm start interested. with that. It can be like imagine a really good Lexington and Concord movie. Mm. I'm doing it right now. 
it's great, it's, right? It's, it's it's good so far. A lot so of sh- something historical. He did really good with Dunkirk. So hold on, my 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 daydream just took a weird turn. Shia LaBeouf is playing every role. Shit. Oh wait, now now okay, now this is awesome. Never mind. Whoa, a lot of a lot more nudity than I thought it would be here. Oh, interesting. Josh, what about you? Um, I wanted to make Batman Four reboot DC. Yikes! How about a how about no, a series actually, one? Uh, no, God. actually, I want him to make a horror movie. I don't know what. Doctor Two. No, no, no more war movies. Make something better. Wait, what? What do you mean better? Dunkirk, Dunkirk was great. Dunkirk was really good. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's not. I will watch it one more time, maybe two. Then just watch fucking Friday the Thirteenth for the fortieth time. Then exactly what I'm gonna do. God. Go on. Are you saying a guy running around with a machete is way more entertaining than Harry Styles yelling for an hour and 40 minutes? I disagree with you. Hey, Josh, Josh, you, Josh, just just stop your crying. It's a sign of the times. <laughs> he laughed. He laughed. Uh, let's see. For me, hmm. Anything. I mean, I think he's going to do Bond at some point, so I'll hold off on that. I think he'll reboot it. Uh, But I would want to see Nolan tackle a sci-fi movie from a different angle. I don't know what, but it's something I'm not expecting. Something cool. He's already done like four, five sci-fi movies. Well, he does them real good. I don't care to see Western. They kind of... Every Western is kind of... Every Western. Western. That, that's my number two pick. Every Western is kind of the same. I don't know. They just kind of blend no, together. Yeah, they, but they're they, all great. Some outlaw dressed in black and like you got to shoot a bunch of people. And I don't yeah, know. It's great. It's just it's stale for me. I'm, it's a it's it's a dying genre. It, it's a dead genre for a reason. It's that it's not really that interesting. Uh, but it's not Kino. Not Kino. Not Kane Kino at all. Uh, you just said one. Yeah. Sci-fi, I guess. Sci-fi. All right. Um, now, watching, reading, listening to? Yes. Josh, why don't you go first? I mean, um, yeah, Josh, why don't you go ahead? Oh, Jesus. right. I forgot you're, co- you're hosting still, Cody. Sorry. I'm the host. Sorry. <laughs> you like shadow hosting him? Jesus Christ. Um, there was a Steam sale recently. Oh, really? And, yeah. And it's I, still going on. You know, all I'm, you have well, to do is, like, boil some water and you'll be fine. Not, not, not that kind of Steam. Um... Cody, do there you was get a it? giant. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, shut things. up. There was a giant Star Wars sale. It was like sixty percent off, like all these games. So I bought ten games. Shit. <laughs> wow. Um, and I've been playing. I've been going back and forth between Jedi Academy two, or Jedi Knight two, Jedi Academy. No, Jedi Knight two is. Jedi Outcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. The best Star Wars game ever made. Well, let's that's Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, there we go. Um, and I've also been playing Lego Star Wars, and was reminded how fucking impossible some of these levels are. Yeah, that was the OG back before freemium. Lego Star Wars was like the best. <laughs> freemium. I hate freemium. Freemium's the worst. I can't. I'm still pissed at J.K. Rowling for letting them use freemium in her Harry Potter game. That's just I played that for about five minutes and then I deleted it. Same. 
Like I saw it through to that like the mission with the devil snare, and then I was just like, it's, no. it's, I feel it's insulted. I was just tapping, like not doing anything, just tapping, tapping, tapping through everything. Yeah, and people talking and tutorials, and I'm just like, what is this? Disappointing, Tap- what it is. It's just it's make an actual game. Sad. Get the get Bioware to make an actual Harry Potter game. Like this, but I don't. What has Bioware done? They do. They do old the old Republic RPG. Make every game, dude. Dude, dude. Make Rocksteady do the Harry Potter game. That'd be cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, fun games. Fun games. What are you, Mason? Oh, thanks, Cody. Uh, I mean, you're you're hosting after all, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I get yeah, they get that. So I'll talk about one that I'm the only one who saw this. You know, not not just here, but in like Cortland County. Gotti is a movie. Why? Why did you give them your money? I, did, I, I saw it with MoviePass, and like I said earlier... But you're I've still been, giving them your money. I've been in the black on MoviePass for, like, seven months, so it really... I'm, I just, you know... But then I, it's just you're wasting your time. Eh. But I didn't want to see American Animals yet, and I didn't really... Wasn't feeling seeing anything else. It's like a new... It's a MoviePass heist movie. Looks kind of cool. Um, so I, I didn't feel like, you know, doing that. Um... I just, you know, I just felt like sitting and drinking a... Seeing a 0% movie? Sure, why not? I just I just kind of sat there and, like, laughed at it, and I had a Sprite full of ice, which is my go-to uh, if I'm going to have soda drink, because it just tastes delicious. And I kind of just watched it, and it was really bad, but I like Travolta, and there's a lot of, like, Book of Henry sort of moments where it's just like, well, that was really stupid, or that didn't make any sense, or that was this, like... One of my favorite parts about the movie is that uh, he, this is an actual scene from a, to, a movie produced in 2018. There's a scene where John Gotti is, like, hosting in a block party for Fourth of July. And this scene takes place in, like, 1990-something or 1980-something. But whatever. It's Fourth of July, and the soundtrack is uh, Don't Stop the Party by Pitbull. No. Which, yeah. Cause he I scored, forgot Pitbull existed until this very moment. He scored the movie, and they thought that was a good idea. That's just, but okay. in that scene, like, the cops come, and it's, you just hear in the background, Yay, yay, yay. Don't stop the party. And it was just the best. But uh, one, of the ca- the, one of the characters, John Gotti's son, who is like a Hayden Christensen level of bad actor, um, he was like at a grill or whatever and this girl walks by and he's like oh I'll, I'll hate myself for the rest of my life if i don't talk to you and she's like don't you remember me and it turns out they were like they knew each other in school like 10 years ago and he's like oh well, let me get you a drink let me get you a beer and she's like i can't i'm 16 and like the woman that plays her is obviously like 35 or even maybe like 30 or something like that and that's supposed to be his like wife right but she doesn't appear until way later in the movie and the very next scene she's in after the barbecue scene is they're getting married, her and John Gotti's oh, son, and she looks the exact same as when she was 16, and we're meant to believe it's like 10 years later. And it just, it is just really bad, but kind of funny. Not enough to do like a scene-by-scene, Cody, but it's funny. Oh. It's, uh, yikes. And then, Cody, you and I both saw Jurassic World, right? Yes, we did. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I think, um... It has a lot to say, and if they have an adventurous bone in their body, they can make a really, really cool sequel. Yeah. But they won't. They'll just make the same movie again. 
Here's some bad news, though. Colin Trevorrow is directing the next movie. Well, he did the first one. But he did Book of Henry. Listen, they even out. Oh, they do. To something... Wait, so Book of Henry's terrible. Jurassic World is average. So that is going to make this one mediocre? Slightly below average, Slightly probably. below average. Okay. Well, I'm not inter- interested in that. But um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how awful was the the main girl? The main girl as in... Um, not Bryce Dallas Howard. The, the little kid. Oh, the little kid? Yeah, she wasn't great. Remember that and scene? And she was shoe she was shoehorned in there. It was really weird. Yeah, remember that scene when she was running away from the dinosaur and she was just screaming for no reason? Like Josh, it was one of She's those scared movies of the dinosaur. where the kid's only purpose is to just scream. Yeah, I'm, it was I'm good. I'll, I'll catch it later. She was Wait, so but you want to know a spoiler about her? Yeah. I, I don't care. I'm probably never. Dude, she's the first human clone. Which they are you, just and, are you serious? Yeah, she's a clone, and they just—it's a throwaway line. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Like, I, and I'm what ha- just what happens is like her, Chris Pratt, and Dice Browse Howard are on one side of a hallway, and the the main villain and like two armed guards on the other side, and they're just talking back and forth. And he's like, "By the way, you're a clone." And then a Velociraptor comes in and kills <laughs> the other two guys. That is exactly how it happens. And too. they're like, "Okay, see ya," and they never bring it up again. <laughs> I think I, I I just by the way what what happened to this franchise? I just want to know. Jurassic like, Park three came out. What about Jurassic I mean, Park three? At least that movie like made sense. Yeah, this one <laughs> like was messed up. Ugh. Like everything I've heard, people are just talking about this movie like it's just like you have to see it to believe it. How ridiculously stupid it is. I mean, I think that's Stop. the only that's the only ridiculously stupid scene. The rest is kind of by the numbers dinosaur movie stuff. You know, like people getting but like, killed. I heard there's like, all I mean, I'm, like at the end of the movie, all of the dinosaurs are out doing dinosaur shit. You know, so just out in the world. Yeah, and basically the lost yeah, world. They, no, they actually. released, but, but so, it's in like real life, like like in the LA or whatever, and they're just so they're just. <laughs> wandering around san francisco but there's like implications like that the government wants to use them to make weapons that imagine was, yeah, like, a saving private ryan-esque movie with dinosaurs <laughs> instead of not i would see I would, that would awesome? be great if it wasn't called jurassic park or jurassic world well cody you, cody you just missed a golden opportunity not not dinosaurs instead of nazis dinosaur nazis or nazis that's true yeah but here's this is what, what Trump's space, uh, space force actually is. No, but at the end of the movie, like the whole final scene is like them deciding to release the dinosaurs into the wild or whatever. But what, I don't know. Maybe there was a time jump, but like the next scene when they're out in the world, there's like a ton of dinosaurs. So like, did they multiply or is it like later? I don't know. It was. Yeah, the movie was flawed, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. I'm not. This, this has become the Transformers movies. <laughs> yeah, I said in my letter. <laughs> you had one. You had. You had yeah. one good movie, and then everything else it just slowly, yeah, just goes, just dies. Because you got becomes, one thing: we got yeah. din- dinosaurs or robots fighting. But I said in my letterbox review is like, I get that. Like, if people want to give this a half star and just swear it off completely and hate it, I get that. Jurassic Park's magical; it's a big moment for a lot of people's movie watching lives. But I don't know. I didn't have that experience with it, so I'm kind of just sort of lenient. Like, it's to me, it's just like a big blockbuster action movie with dinosaurs and it just it worked for me i guess i don't know i'm not too hot on it but all right fun i don't hate it yeah there was some genuinely fun and cool and spooky scenes and there was a lot of silly moments and 
Jeff Goldblum really earned his paycheck for the he's one in, scene he's, he was I, in. I, I could t- I, he's in he's one in, scene, isn't he? That that was cut in two. Yeah. One at the very beginning. I could have told he, you that when he was cast. He, he, was bas- he basically scene. bookended the movie. He was at the very beginning of the very end, and he just yeah, kind of sat I, in a room. It's, it's basically what I ex- expected to happen. So. And you know, get the money. Get money, baby. Uh, uh, let's see. Was there anything else stupid in Jurassic World that we're missing? I know they auction have a dinosaur auction. That's pretty, pretty yeah, stupid. That scene was fucking awesome. What yeah, are you talking cool. about? There, I don't by haven't the way, seen it. It just sounds stupid. It was it was actually pretty effective. Just the way they kind of all came together, and you saw because like there was this prototype that they weren't going to say put for sale, but then people started bidding on it. So like, screw that, we want money. You know, it's it's kind of beat you over the head. You know, really <clears throat> first grade symbolism, but it's there. I don't know. <laughs> and then everyone's um, talking about this one really nice emotional scene with a something asaurus. I don't remember. Oh my god! Called. Yeah, oh, yeah. Scene, right? I couldn't even with watch the brontosaurus. That. It hurt. I could not watch it. I looked it's, away. Uh, after the volcano I'll probably forget, so tell me. Um, the volcano's exploding and all the humans got off. And they got a lot of the dinosaurs off, but there was still a lot that didn't get off. And as they're sailing away on their tugboat, you see this brontosaurus come up onto the dock and start just doing brontosaurus shit. Yelling. <laughs> it's like, oh, help me. And then it cuts it to, like, it, it cuts to uh, Bryce Dallas Howard crying and you just kind of see the thing die Chris Pratt looking away like, it's really it's like it's kind of artful it's like a, like at the end of Lincoln <laughs> how it's um it's really it's it's not like graphic and gory that's not a comparison I was expecting but okay there's like, the Steven Spielberg connection yeah you like you don't see Lincoln get assassinated but you kind of like get a, a feel for what happened and that's like you don't see the dinosaur get burned alive but you kind of get the feeling of you know it. that's what happens it was devastating is this, is this like a dinosaur that you keep coming back to throughout the movie or like no, it's, it's, just just a, like, it's, a it's just tiny, one brontosaurus. brontosaurus yeah who cares well, you know what i learned actually um no heart josh throughout jurassic park one uh world and world two yeah that t-rex is the same t-rex yeah i didn't like, know that that was the best part of jurassic world huh. how was i supposed to know it was the same t-rex in a I book did. or something? I don't know. I did not know books? that. I didn't know that either. But also, I don't know the lo- average lifespan of a dinosaur. So, well, nobody like, does. That's the thing. Hundred years or so. Yeah. I don't. You don't know. No. <laughs> nobody knows that. I don't know. Because they all like died. Let me Google it. Life span. Of I'm sure, they figured it out. T Rex. Yeah, carbon dating and stuff. Oh, Josh, you you ready to sound like a fool? Twenty to thirty years. Oh well, so that's too fast. So that should be yeah. So that I mean, that, it could, should be dead. How, well, it's twenty. It's twenty years after the yeah, first one. Okay, fine. So could, it was probably a youngin in the first one, and now it's old. Big boy. Big or girl. They genetic to, to uh. Yeah, Cody. One thing I just want to say about Jurassic World that I appreciate is that unlike in the first movie where the dinosaurs were just kind of killing people, like park goers at random, this one they at least killed people that you kind of that you hate. <laughs> which was very satisfying like toby jones and then the way they kill him yeah toby so it, doesn't, it, do, it, do, it doesn't have a scene of the babysitter getting brutally murdered for a minute and a half for no, no reason okay time, but just the villain a, yeah a dick general gets like his arm chewed off by a torrent like indoraptor or something that's 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 what i'm expecting from a jurassic park movie yeah like it, it was a good change i was like thank you for not being a freaking sicko like colin trevorrow they're gonna get more of that in the next one uh, I mean, when it's people, probably. 
but that's why yeah. he isn't making Star Wars, so he can enjoy that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I didn't watch anything else. I, I saw Incredibles again, and I kind of docked it a half star. Just that movie moves a little bit too fast for me, and I just, you know, like I said Seen in my letterbox review, it it does. It's a lot more talking and a lot less visual storytelling, and then the talking is just cut so quickly that important conversations don't really get a chance to feel like important conversations, especially early on in the movie. Um, but action's great. I really like how what they did with the family and the characters, and you know, it's just a it's a comforting world to be in. So whatever, Cody. Um, my watching, reading, listening to? Yeah, sure. And then finish up. Oh, shit. I watched a couple of movies, but... Oh, boy. Hold on. I, um, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Let me get my letterboxed up real quick. I had a bunch of time this week, or last week, because school's over. So I was just watching movies in my classroom. And I rewatched uh, the Disaster Artist. Mm. Great movie. Um, did you just say you? I don't know. I never saw it. It looked boring. It was great. Wait, the Disaster Artist? Oh, I thought you said the. I thought you said. the artist. No, I'm not artsy enough for that. No. Okay. Um, I watched uh, the King's Speech last night or a couple of nights ago. Nice. That movie's really good. Yeah, I want to. I noticed that. that none of you saw that. I've seen it. Mm. So next time we do a movie homework, so never. One of you guys are going to watch it. Fair. And then I watched last or yesterday morning. I watched uh, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. What'd you think? It's a great movie. Yeah. Art, basically. That uh, the new Batmobile thing that Terry McGinnis drives around is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. love the design of it. It looks so cool. Um, let's see. I finished uh, Under the Dome book. Nice. Great book. Never going to watch that TV show because it's trash. Yeah, not great. Uh, let's see. What else is there? And now I'm reading The Green Mile. It's a good week for I'm you. I'm on a kick. It's a good week. All right. Um, is that all we got, boys? Yeah. Join us next week for something I'm going to say now, but we're not going to do. Um, you are. You do know how to host this show. <laughs> if uh, you want to get to know us, you can follow us at underscore Reflex podcast. No, underscore Reflex on Twitter. Reflex? Um, Is that what you said? Real, I obviously said Reflex. Acid Reflex. Acid um, Reflex disease on Twitter. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. Wow. You know all this. Uh, I don't even know any of this. Follow us, uh, both of all of us individually on Twitter. Just figure it out. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> um, and with that, bye guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mason doesn't know how to react when he isn't doing the first bye. Goodbye. <laughs>